say we have nobody that wants the blended shares, you know, everybody just wants, you know, to choose something that's solid the way it is. They're all solid, but just like clear, this is what I'm getting. Then we would be able to adjust for that if we would like. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, I'm excited to introduce you to our newest host that we're bringing onto the team. His name is Slocum Reed, along with myself and Ash. Slocum will be providing value to every interview he does. I've known Slocum for years, and I've watched his portfolio continue to grow. He currently owns and operates 65 units, including converting three units into an office building. So he's an owner-operator. He's coming from certainly a different perspective than I have. I know he's going to bring his expertise and cut through the fluff and get the best real estate investing advice ever for you. So welcome, Slocum Reed. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. And today we have Julie Holly with us. How are you doing, Julie? I am doing fantastic. Even better because I'm hanging out with you this afternoon. Great. Julie is the founder of Three Key Investments, which focuses on multifamily. In her portfolio, she's the GP of 69 units in the Atlanta MSA, LP on nearly 300 units in Huntsville, Alabama, and she manages these properties while a thousand miles away based in Bonners Ferry, Idaho. Julie, what got you into real estate investing? Well, you know, it seems like a really great way to help people, quite frankly. And that was where it originated from is like, you know what? Everybody needs a place to live. I can help people. And it came from a hard point in my life. I needed a place to live when I was just trying to figure some things out in life. And I realized that sometimes when people are going through difficulties, housing can be really challenging to find. So my husband and I decided, hey, let's create housing situations where we can fill in those gaps for people. And that's how we got into single family investing. And then we exited from that because quite frankly, one unit, one door, a vacancy. I just couldn't handle the stress on that once we had children. I'm like, I want security and safety. And he said, find another investment vehicle, find something that you like. And I said, okay. And I found a multifamily syndication. Awesome. Did you start out as an LP in multifamily syndication or did you start out as the general partner? I began as an LP. And it was very strategic. I knew that I wanted to serve and support investors. I have a background in residential real estate as well as public school education. And so I was just putting both of my careers and passions together. So now it's like, how do I support and educate investors so that they can find this vehicle and that they can thrive financially? So understanding that I want to work with investors in that capacity That led me to, it's responsible to begin as a passive investor. I want to feel what they feel. I want to feel what it's like to wire money to people I don't really know for a deal that looks good, but all those question marks and all those feelings. So that's why I began as a passive investor. Also a great way just to learn at the very get-go. Gotcha. So you started investing passively for the sake of getting your bearings and understanding what it is that your LPs would be going through when they were investing in your deals, right? Yeah. And quite frankly, I think it's been an invaluable resource because I do bring on a lot of first time 
sophisticated investors, which is one of my passions. So it's a matter of, I get it. I just sent a message. I have a new investor wiring funds and happens to be accredited, but first time in this investment class and a little bit nerves. And I can simply say, I totally get it because I have not forgotten those feelings. So it's that level of empathy. It just runs deep. That still happens to me. We bank with USAA personally. So whenever I'm on the phone with them to wire funds and I click refresh and the number goes way down. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I can definitely empathize and sympathize with those feelings. From Idaho, what took you to Atlanta for your own deals? Honestly, it's a matter of where does it make sense? Some people invest only in certain states. I happen to have a large network and a lot of really great opportunities. And Atlanta is a strong market and I had a really great opportunity. So I followed the numbers and I followed the power people as well. Gotcha. 69 units in Atlanta. Is that one deal? That is one deal. Yes. Gotcha. Tell me about it. That deal is really, really cool. And I'm really super big on integrity. I'm actually a strategic partner in that deal. And which is a little different than full on GP. And I just want to be transparent with that because I just believe in never (laughs) letting anybody be misled in any way. But however, in that deal is amazing the original partners on this, they were going in, they were turning this office building into class A luxury dwellings, but they were undercapitalized. Obviously they ran out of money. They didn't know what to do. Our team came in there. We bought out one of the partners and we finished it up and the returns are through the roof for our investors. It was an extraordinary opportunity. Most of the work was already finished. It's like out of 12 floors, seven of the floors were already finished. There were just five floors left to finish. So it was just Lots of upside. Julie, this is great. You're giving me so many questions. Tell us more about the conversion and what's involved in it. In that conversion, everything was involved. We're talking, all the wiring was redone, all the plumbing, all the wiring, even the elevator shafts were redone. So it wasn't just a simple, just go in there and slap some new flooring and some new countertops in. This is like, okay, let's get this. Let's completely go down to the studs and repurpose this entire building. And then there's some other strategy involved in that building as well, because by nature of where it's positioned, we are able to have also some commercial retail space in there. So that creates some other opportunity on the upside. It allows us to sell advertising space. So there's another source of income that you might not factor into your underwriting, but it's a nice upside. And then we were able to add in a coffee bar and put a whole rooftop patio lounge up there. And that's run by a third party. So it's another income stream that's coming in. So fantastic opportunity to walk into all together. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors, I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investment 
Investor Guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get 15% off right now with the code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That's the code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com. Now, you said before your team was involved in this deal, it was undercapitalized. And then you bought out one partner to be able to finish the deal. How do the dynamics of that partnership work? If you are bringing the capital to finish the deal, but you're only buying out one partner instead of buying the property as a whole. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. You're bringing in the equity to finish out the project. And that's really what it is. It's very similar to a typical purchase, except instead of purchasing maybe from off the market from the whole thing, you're just buying out one of the partners and bringing in everything else through your capital, right? Your equity, you're just bringing in the rest of the equity to finish out that project. I can't think of a nice politically correct way to put this, Julie, but if you're just buying out one of the partners and bringing the equity to the finish the project, are the other partners whose stake you are not buying, do they just get to be dead weight that floats along with the success that you bring? Or did the partnership have to be restructured to account for the value that you are bringing in the equity to finish the project? Yeah, it was a complete restructure in that regard. So Julie, tell me about the deals you're currently working on. Before we hit record, you said this is a great week. You're coming out of a deal and getting into another one. What deal are you, quote unquote, getting out of right now? Yeah, we have a deal in Des Moines, Iowa that is wrapping up and it's exciting to take a deal across the finish line. For me, it's always knowing that my investors are in something that is solid and especially right now with inflation, understanding that component and that they're in a really good, strong asset with a strong team. It's exciting. Gotcha. So wrapping up, you're selling this property in Iowa now? Actually, we're purchasing. We're acquiring this property. Yes. Gotcha. What's the game plan here? Well, it's 120 class B multifamily. It's beautiful. It's six years old, so it's relatively new. Wow. But when you're looking at the cost to you know build and everything right now, it's so exorbitant. And so just being able to go into a market where they already have a super strong occupancy rate, but our rents are well below the market value, it just gives us an opportunity to move in and provide super quality housing to the residents in Des Moines and write it up. A lot of people in the MSAs are, you know, really looking for that forced appreciation. And quite frankly, I'm looking at just some of the dynamics in our economy right now. And I am liking the Midwest quite a bit. I'm liking the stability. It's just nice and solid. You know, it's not going to have that same forced appreciation as Atlanta or, you know, the Texas markets. But the value is there. The returns are strong. And should something happen, 
I have more confidence in what's going to happen in that local economy. Nice. So you said 120 B class units in Des Moines and it's rented under market. So are you underwriting to a five-year hold? We are. Yes. So we will be holding five years. We're going to test some different elements. In our CapEx budget, we have factored in. Let's go in there. Even though it's relatively new, some of the finishes aren't, if we can upgrade some of those finishes, we can definitely increase our rents. So we're going to do some tests with the local market to make sure that that's not just in our heads, but, uh, you know, we're looking at the competition. So we're not jumping in there to just quickly go and redo all the units. It can just be this process as the units are turning, going in and adding some new flooring, dropping in some nicer countertops and uh, in the kitchen and vanities and just some lighting, some of those finishing touches. Sometimes people forget that poles on cabinets They look great. They add that finishing touch and they actually make cabinets last a little bit longer. (laughs) They're affordable and they're easy to install. Yeah. And they make a big difference when you're showing places. They really do. They make things pop. It's like the cherry on top. So, you know, just adding some of those to be able to raise the rents ever so slightly and just testing the market on that first. What's cool is there are also opportunities like the hidden values. Okay, well, do we add covered parking? Do we add private patios? So I like there's some of that upside that's not factored into the underwriting, that's not baked in. And I really appreciate that approach to say, okay, well, what else can we do? Or what meat on the bones can we leave for someone else who's going to come and purchase it from us? Nice. This sounds very stable, not too aggressive of a business plan. You underwriting to the five-year hold, buying it with below market rents, the opportunity to increase rents to market, maybe needing some cosmetic updates in the units, but probably nothing major if it's only six years old. When you were sharing this opportunity with investors, what kind of a return were you projecting? Conservatively, 17% AAR, 14% IRR. And the equity multiple is 1.87. And what's interesting is that this is the first time our team has tried different types of shares. So we have three different share classes, which is really interesting. And it's, this is a test, basically. We're, We're testing to see how are the investors going to respond to these different share classes. So that's been interesting. So we have a straight 10% return and people can just walk in and get shares, but they don't have any equity. We have a share where you can walk in and have a seven pref, but you're going to have that equity inside of it. And that's the share class that has that 1.87 hold. And then you have a blend of the two. So it's an interesting concept. Quite frankly, I've had a couple investors that were interested in that. Just give me the straight 10%, which was interesting to me. And it kind of goes perhaps with some demographics. And where people are at in life and the level of risk they want to take and what kind of upside they're really looking for at the end. So Julie, I'm not a syndicator. I'm, I guess, owner operator is the best term to use. So I have some very basic questions when it comes to these kinds of things. So I'm less familiar. I'm less familiar than a lot of our audience. When you said you had different share tiers, if if tiers is the word that you used, were you making a specific amount of each share type 
available or were you letting your investors basically just pick the way that they wanted to get a return on their investment? Yeah, we actually did have specific amounts allotted to each share class. And we also left the flexibility in for movement. So say we have nobody that wants the blended shares, you know, everybody just wants, you know, to choose something that's solid the way it is. They're all solid, but just like clear, this is what I'm getting. Then we would be able to adjust for that if we would like. That was kind of built in. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors. I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. How are you doing on your goals this year? Whether it's planning for your goals or whether it's executing on those goals, I imagine one of them has to do with financial freedom, taking control of your finances. And I can tell you that is a possibility within the next one to three years using a proven system created by my friend, Michael Blanc. He's got the program Deal Maker Mentoring. Here are some of his students who have been in the program and what they've accomplished. Melanie McDaniel, she closed her first 24-unit joint venture deal and is now pivoting to become full-time in the industry. Within five months of joining, Cheryl Groovy from Atlanta, she had a 34-unit deal under contract, and she partnered with two other dealmaker mentoring students, and together they raised $700,000. And Brian Briscoe, he said thanks to dealmaker mentoring, he had the opportunity to accelerate his timeline and go after much bigger deals than he would have on his own. If you are ready to commit to achieving your dreams this year and you've been thinking about getting into multifamily, well, text the word Joe to 66866. Again, that's the word Joe. You know how to spell my name, right? J-O-E to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors. And I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. You said before we started recording that you just got an LOI accepted as well. What is that deal? Yeah, that's an exciting opportunity. We've worked for a year to break into the Columbus, Ohio market. Oh, nice. And yeah, that market is fierce. We've unfortunately been first place loser too many times over the last year. 
And honestly, we chose an asset that it's not our target asset, but we want to get into this market and we just simply need to close something. You know, it's sometimes just having something in the market makes sense. It's a great asset and it's just different. It's smaller than what we typically look for. So it's only 22 one bedroom, one loft luxury lofts in an area that is in the path of progress, but it also has two retail spaces below. So mixed use, which is nice, but what's happening in that area and the appreciation that is happening in that area, as we, as I spoke about earlier, right? Some of these larger cities that are just growing by leaps and bounds, there is more appreciation. And so it's an interesting opportunity, but even just through that within my network, one of my friends, as soon as I said, I had this accepted LOI, she turns around and says, I know someone that has 340 units that they're looking to get, you know? So it's like, okay, again, this is why I'm like, it's 22 mixed use, but if it starts all those other conversations, I will buy that 22 mixed use every day of the week. (laughs) Yeah. And Columbus is an exciting place to get into. What part of Columbus is this in? It's on the East side of Columbus downtown. Nice. Yeah. I I am going to be intentionally vague. It's in a very nice location around a lot of hospitals. Yes. LOI (laughs) accepted, but not necessarily contract. Totally. Yes. yes. Uh, I get that. I used to visit my brother. He lived in that, generically speaking, that part of Columbus for a while. And he loved it. A lot of cool things to be able to walk to. Yeah. The walkability. And, you know, I'm going to add this. When your PM is jogging by that asset and you call him up and say, hey, this is what we have an accepted LOI on. I jog by that a couple times a week. You're like, fantastic. Yeah, that's exciting. Awesome. Well, Julie, are you ready for our best ever lightning round? I am absolutely ready for the lightning round. Awesome. What is your best ever way to give back? I do a lot of coaching. And just taking those phone calls, I've helped people launch their own podcasts. I've helped people zero in and find clarity on their brand. Just through conversation, being able to share my experiences to help those people around me level up. It seems very easy to me, but so often I just see the light bulb moments and I've had people come back and thank me and tell me, I named my company because of what you said. (laughs) So that's really exciting to know that I've been able to support people and give back in that way. Totally. What's the best ever book you recently read? Ooh, it's always a book that I'm reading at the moment because I think the best books are the ones I'm reading. And that is currently, and seriously, it is my best book right now. Stillness is a Key by Ryan Holiday. I'm a huge Ryan Holiday fan. Also, I got to add The Alchemist. The Alchemist is foundational for everybody. What's the most money you've ever lost on a deal? And counting, maybe? Let's see. So at least 35,000. It was not the worst decision, but maybe one of the worst decisions. So I went into a different asset class and I invested in something that I did not fully know. I was looking for another passive income stream and, you know, e-com, it looks like a really great option, right? Having somebody else own and manage and operate. And so this makes me very sympathetic to my passive investors and understanding their level of, can I trust this? Because I really got schooled in 2021 in the e-commerce world and it's still getting wrapped up. And I'm not just lost money, but more importantly, I lost time. I lost momentum in some of my other pursuits and 
I also learned I'm going to stick to my asset class. I love multifamily. The benefits are through the roof and I don't need to go anywhere else. I should have just put that money as an LP position somewhere, right? Yeah. Lesson learned. Yeah, I, get I was that. trying to diversify though. What's the most money you've made on a deal? Ooh. Hmm. Over six figures. Beautifully. Do you want exact numbers? <laughs> like doesn't have to be exact. Yeah. If you've got yeah. a ballpark, yeah, well, what you over... bought it for, what you sold it for. Okay. So I bought a condo in Denver, Colorado. And this is like just a fun play. I'm still looking to exit this year. One of my um, deals is going full cycle in the multifamily space. But in that regard, I think I picked it up for 137 and we made six figures and a little on that. So nice. it's nice. Yeah. Almost double, double your money then, it sounds like. Yeah. And best ever listeners, Julie has her own podcast. It's called The Conscious Investor. Julie, tell us about it. Yeah, The Conscious Investor used to be known as Ask Me How I Know, Multifamily Stories of Struggle to Success, which is a mouthful. <laughs> and I noticed that I was evolving. The podcast is nearly three years old. So I allowed the podcast to be rebranded and grow into the conscious investor, which is just a complete blend of what I believe between mindset and wise investing. So I release a mindset episode each Monday to launch a week with intention. And then every Thursday, we release an episode and it's always with an industry professional of some sort. And I'm now taking that beyond the multifamily space. It's largely multifamily investors, but I'm including a lot of other people as well, just to balance it out and cross pollinate everybody's worlds. Awesome. Well, Julie, thank you. Best ever listeners. Thank you as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with someone you think could benefit from the best real estate investing advice ever. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss anything. Thank you and have a best ever day.